Hello, and welcome to On Your Left, the politic podcast that's probably to your left. My name is Katrina Ames, and I use she, them pronouns. I'm Narali Sheth. I use she, her pronouns. We are in your podcast feeds every Wednesday, which quite honestly is a feat because Katrina edits the podcast, and they also have a full-time job, and it's a lot of work, and um, show your appreciation by hitting the follow button or... Uh, following us on social media so you know exactly when we have a new episode out yeah that's right i now have a full-time job and that has not been a thing that's always happened as long as we've been doing this podcast no um you can also uh help support us uh and let us know you love the podcast by supporting us on patreon at patreon.com slash on your left pod yeah, your your financial support does mean the world. Um, so should should we talk talk COVID updates first? Yeah, let's talk COVID updates. We're gonna start with the good news, and then it's steadily gonna get worse, like most COVID news. But this entire episode is starting on a high, and then just poof, way down. <laughs> yep. What's the good news? Sorry to disappoint you guys. Yeah. So, Dr. Fauci announced on Friday that the U.S. cases have plateaued between 60,000 and 70,000 new cases per day. That counts as good news now. We've been in it for a while, (laughs) and it's been real bad. Mm -hmm. But the cases have finally plateaued again. We might actually be able to keep it at this level if we stay dedicated to protecting ourselves and our neighbors, sheltering in place, wearing masks, washing our hands, not going out unless absolutely necessary. Uh, And that's really important because Fauci has warned that the U.S. could be heading for another surge in cases. That is very important. Um, Also, get vaccinated if you can. Um, That should also be high on your priority list if uh if you don't if you don't want people around you to get the virus and if you don't want to get the virus yourself get vaccinated if you can um so um unfortunately that's that's the best news and Let's let's start our study climb down this this mountain of great news. Uh, as as of this week, the more contagious UK variant uh, now accounts for more than twenty percent of US cases. So that's one in five cases are new ca- new coronavirus cases are uh, the UK variant, which um, the from what I understand, the vaccine doesn't fight against as well. So, um, it's, it's a, it's, it's not great. Please, uh, double mask. Um, because it, the UK variant spreads more easily. Do those things. Do the good things. And that is one reason that we could be heading for another surge in cases because the vaccines aren't effective against, sorry, Because the new vaccines aren't as effective against these new variants, because they're more contagious, we need to still be vigilant uh, constantly. (laughs) Not gonna make a joke. Uh, Just fill into it. 
But y'all know the reference we were making. We disavow the author of that of the reference we're making. <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> but these new variants are a really big threat, and we need to really keep our eye on them. Keep an eye out for protecting our neighbors once again, and uh, if possible, if we could all collectively just take a minute and be angry at Governor Abbott of Texas for just constantly denying science. I'm just mm-hmm. really tired of it, and I wish he would stop. Yeah, that would be great. That would be lovely. Yeah, I was I was talking to one of my friends from Texas, and I asked her how she was doing, and she said, Greg Abbott sucks. So that's how she's doing. It's a whole mood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because Texas is just one of some states, uh, too many states, that have decided to continue to lift restrictions, or in Texas's case, just do away with that mask mandate entirely, despite this worry over these new variants spreading, and despite warnings from public health officials. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not great. <laughs> Um, it's not great, and it's also not great. It's not a good luck for uh, Governor Abbott, given that he has now turned to claiming that after the mask mandate uh, has been taken down because of him, uh, he has decided to blame immigrants for bringing new cases of COVID in when he's not stopping COVID from spreading among the people that are already in Texas. And right after lying about the huge energy crisis that was just faced in Texas because he failed to regulate the state in any meaningful way and decided to blame it all on the Green New Deal instead of anything that was actually happening. For for clarification, the Green New Deal is still just a bill. It hasn't even passed the House yet. The Green New Deal is nothing right now. There's no... There's no such thing as the Green New Deal in that's been codified in, in the U.S. government system. The Green New Deal is just an idea of things that we would like to happen so we don't all die in a climate emergency. Like the one that Texas just faced. And that ends COVID news. Yeah, that, en- that ends COVID news. Should we move further north and talk about a different governor? Oh my god, yes, let's talk about a different governor that I am also mad at. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Governor Andrew Cuomo sucks. (laughs) He is not good. I am, I am not happy with him. And I guess now technically both of us are former New Yorkers, uh, now that you're in Jersey with your parents, yes, and I'm in Pennsylvania, I will eventually I will return to being a New Yorker. One day, one day. I make no promises about where I will live, <laughs> but I am still very attached to the state, and I am mad at Governor Cuomo uh, for one reason because allegations of harassment have surfaced. And I've told the story before several times in public life, maybe not on the podcast, but I got into politics because in 2014, a bunch of YouTubers were doing things that were not okay with very young vulnerable girls who were fans of them. 
uh, yeah, of ranging from sexual harassment to sexual misconduct. So, finding out that as of this recording on Sunday, March seventh, five women have come forward to accuse Governor Cuomo of sexual harassment, including former employees, makes me think he is a just a human trash bag filled with literal garbage. Not like. Just a trash bag filled with humans. Just that's ridiculous. Yeah, and um, with this specifically, it's really interesting to see how people are reacting because it reminds me a lot of the way people reacted in 2014 and 2015 to those YouTubers um, who uh, were sexually harassing young fans, and that people really want to defend him and really don't want him to be a bad person. Um, people really want to defend him while throwing not just these women but every other woman associated with him under the bus Um, yeah and like you know what I can I can somewhat relate Uh, not because I'm a fan of Governor Cuomo um, but because I was a fan back in the day of some of the people who were accused of sexual harassment in that YouTube scandal um However, as much as I wanted to defend them, the evidence was overwhelming, and so many people had come forward with stories of real pain, and I had to, I just had to listen and understand that people had undergone something terrible, and it is terrifying to talk about that sort of thing, especially in public, um... And you just have to believe women when they say that they've been sexually harassed. Believe all people when they, they've said they've been sexually harassed. But in this case, believe believe these women. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are trying to come to Governor uh, Cuomo's defense by saying, you know, that he's an honest person that is probably telling the truth. But without realizing that that means that they implicitly do not believe women uh, when they come forward about these things and that they are, in fact, by saying that Governor Cuomo, you know, has never done anything wrong, uh, are calling these five women liars. Mm -hmm. And I don't know these women, but I very, I've never wanted to lie about any of my former bosses about any cases of sexual harassment because it just seemed like a lot of time and energy that would end in me being attacked by the public. Yeah. Um, we were, we were at a very, very young age when, um, a, a very famous, a very, a now very famous woman came forward with allegations of not sexual harassment, just sexual conduct with, with, you know, the president of the United States and then got bullied for years and years and years and years afterward. Like, it's not easy to come forward about this stuff. We know what can happen if you come forward about it. How ridiculed you can be. How angry the public will be at you. Like, there, yep. there's no upside for these women coming forward, except for the fact that maybe their harasser will face consequences. Maybe 
at the very least, enough people will think before giving him more power should he decide to run for another office at any point in the future. Um... But even before uh, these allegations started to come out, we were tracking some stories surrounding Governor Cuomo. Most importantly, recent reports that he lied just about some other stuff, uh, including the nursing home deaths in the state of New York uh, and with their COVID-19 cases. Yeah, so um, this was during early pandemic um all of they were basically fudging the numbers but according to governor cuomo um he said that the department of health paused state lawmakers requests for covid-19 death data because his administration chose to focus on a related inquiry from the doj um Both chambers of the state legislature were told about this, according to him, and he said the health department had largely put data requests on the back burner so it could deal with the immediate pandemic crisis, uh, which he acknowledged created a void of facts that allowed misinformation to creep in. So that's what he claims happened. He said we were too focused on the on the on dealing with the pandemic to care about the numbers. And also there were too many people asking for data at the same time and we just couldn't give it. Yeah. Um, And even, even if what he's saying is true, which let's say that it is, um, let's assume that he is being honest about this, that he just was, there was they were overwhelmed with dealing with the pandemic that they couldn't keep track of the data. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. When you believe scientists about things, you tend to keep track of the data so that you can make more informed decisions that help more people and keep them alive <laughs> during a pandemic. So either he's lying yeah. or he's incompetent. Yeah. So... Um, it's uh, some additional, some additional context to add is that this was happening when, uh, Cuomo was being attacked by, uh, now former president Trump over his handling of the crisis. And, you know, this is when Trump was still saying that the, the, the virus was a hoax, which, uh, God, I'm so glad he's not president anymore. Um, and, uh, but in February, Cuomo's top advisor, uh, or Cuomo's top, but in February, Cuomo's top aide, Melissa DeRosa, admitted in a call with state lawmakers that the Cuomo administration delayed the release of COVID-19 deaths um, over concerns about a Justice Department preliminary inquiry into their handling of the virus in nursing homes. So they were trying to protect themselves, basically. The Cuomo administration was trying to protect themselves because, A, nationally, he was he was a political target of President Trump, and B, 
they messed up and didn't want to didn't want to cop to it. Yeah. And like look, I'm more than willing to admit. I am more than willing to admit that Governor Cuomo has overall done a much better job of dealing with the pandemic than President Trump did, but we got to raise the bar higher than that. Like it it can't be this. I mean, it's not hard to do better than President Trump did on on the on the pandemic. That's that's not difficult. You or I could have done better and I have zero political experience. I have zero experience managing people. I could have done better. <laughs> yeah. Um I truly believe that neither of us would have put Mike Pence in charge. And that would have been better for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. But just because um, <laughs> these guys were so bad and uh, made Cuomo a target for just acknowledging that the pandemic existed, uh, doesn't mean that Cuomo should get away with this. Uh, it doesn't mean that there shouldn't be consequences for withholding data about nursing home deaths. Um, even if it, especially because that would have helped the scientists. Yes. Yeah. Even if this was just an honest mistake, if it was just his administration getting overwhelmed, because yes, we were all overwhelmed during the pandemic. That is absolutely true. That doesn't mean that there shouldn't be consequences or that we shouldn't learn from this and maybe set up better data collection for the future. Yeah, but instead of trying to learn from it. They tried to hide it. Um, and I think I at this point, I'm erring on the side of um, lying over incompetence because um, the New York Attorney General, Letitia James, found that the Cuomo administration undercounted uh, nursing home deaths by as much as 50%. That's a lot of deaths to not count. Yeah. It's it's kind of horrifying. Um, and, it, like, the, keep in mind, it is the governor's job during... It has been the job of every governor in every state during the pandemic to um, issue out guidance to nursing homes about how they should deal with the pandemic. It has been their job to issue guidance to schools, their guidance everywhere, primarily because there was no federal plan to deal with the pandemic, um, which again is a is a real issue. However, if if responsibility falls on you to do something, you have to do it responsibly, right? Like you, like it was his job, at the end of the day to figure out how to help nursing homes deal with the pandemic. And instead of doing that, they chose to fudge the numbers in order to make themselves look better and make it themselves look like fewer people had died in nursing homes. And that's disgusting to me. Yeah. Uh, it's... It's just getting sad. Um, mm -hmm. And look, this is especially important right now because we've all spent the last four years 
dealing with extreme incompetence and corruption. And we need to learn from that. And we need to learn the, to keep our leaders accountable, especially people we agree with on most things. We need to make sure they're still held accountable for their actions. Honestly, otherwise, because the worst case scenario, we get someone like Trump again. But this time he appeals to Democrats. Yeah. And, and like, I, I, like, I don't think we're going to name names right now, but we see certain people in the Democratic Party doing things we don't like that, um, aren't, aren't Trump-like, but, um, are not great. And things don't need to be Trump-like to be bad and for us to not want that in the party, in the Democratic Party. So this is especially important to pay attention to because Governor Cuomo, at the beginning of the pandemic, essentially put on a very large PR campaign, which some of which was great because it showed leaders take it, taking COVID seriously. And a lot of people were impressed by the fact that he was setting an example for the rest of the country by holding these daily briefings, um, these public daily briefings on COVID um, and wearing a mask and basically putting on a big show. Um, but I called it, I call it a PR com- campaign. One, because um, it bolstered his own reputation across the country. And two, he did it while he did this while lying to us about people dying. Like he put himself in in front of the cameras to talk about how COVID was a bad thing. And it's good that he talked about how COVID was a bad thing and how to protect yourself. It's bad that he made himself the face of that campaign because he was doing it while do to distract us from all this bad all these bad things that was that were happening within his own administration. Yeah. And as someone that does, like, work in politics, I will say that it is amazing what, like, a good comms team can pull off, especially when it comes to getting out this really vital public health information. And sometimes having your leader of your stage or your party or a local official, you know, come out and give you this information as a trusted source is good. But it is completely undermined by the fact that they were withholding this data from us all this time. Um, Yeah. If he hadn't been doing that, I'd honestly have no problem with him bolstering his own reputation by holding these briefings. Partially because the only reason he was able to bolster his reputation was by being compared to someone who was worse, who was not holding uh, public briefings or press briefings, or private briefings. He really just didn't know it. Yeah. You can't just lie. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah, which is, it it feels so icky to talk about because he he was doing a good thing by having these briefings, but the end result is not good. No. It's just, yeah, it, it's just bad. It's bad. 
so a lot of Democrats have called for Governor Cuomo to resign. Um, and I have seen some articles talking about some women in the Democratic Party who haven't uh, called for him to resign yet. And those articles are asking, like, why don't you want him to resign? And I think the focus should still be on Governor Cuomo. I know this is unrelated and I'm going on a bit of a tangent, but we should keep the focus on the person that did the bad thing. Um, Because Cuomo's refused to resign. And that should be the focus. And I don't think that the democratically controlled uh, New York State Assembly is going to impeach him because, for the most part, they like him. Even if some have called for him to resign. Uh... That doesn't really clear any of this up if he's not willing to do the work and to just admit fault and accept consequences for his actions. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, It's really hard to lose a Democrat in power when we fought so hard to get Democrats in power across this country. Even though this is New York, it it is another Democrat in power who is doing things that are typically in line with the Democratic Party. And people don't want to lose that. But also, if Cuomo resigns, I don't have a lot of fear that it'll become a Republican-controlled seat. And even if it did, if it were a Republican that were honest that wasn't sexually harassing their staff and, you know, believed science and told the truth, I'd I'd still think that'd be okay. And I'd fight them on other things. But we still need to focus on fighting corruption. And at the root, this is a story about corruption. Yeah, this is a story of someone who got power and abused that power. Um, And, and... We need to hold Democrats just as responsible as Republicans for abusing their power. Um, Yeah, it's... He's not a good person, and while I don't think I would go so far as to say I'd be okay with the Republican in charge of of New York State, um, because I just think uh, Republicans at the moment are ain't that bad for the world... um, We do need honest people in power. We need people who are honest and people who care about the people they are serving. Um, Yeah. And Governor Cuomo isn't that. He's right now he's putting out fires that he made, um, which means he cannot serve his 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 state the way he's supposed to as governor. Um, But also, I just wanted to briefly talk about uh, why Governor Cuomo was always not great. Um, I've never been a massive fan of Governor Cuomo. I was not a Cuomo sexual, and one of the main reasons why is because, as governor of New York, he is in charge of the Metropolitan Transit Authority, the MTA, which is how the subways run in New York and how the buses run in New York City. Um, And... Instead of uh, doing anything helpful for the people of New York City, um, you know, improving the subway stations, um, hiring more staff to keep it clean, um, 
anything, really, literally anything. Upgrading, upgrading the technology used for the subway system. Oh my god, it's such old technology. Um, I highly recommend uh, an episode Chris Hayes did of his podcast on the New York subway station if you want more details on that. It's a very good episode. Um, But instead of doing anything remotely helpful, Governor Cuomo decided to put cops in subway stations and install cameras in subway stations in low-income neighborhoods because he thought the real problem were the fare beaters, people who hopped the turnstile instead of swiping their metro card to pay for the subway. He he thought uh, $2.75 was worth more than black lives. And I say that quite literally because um, cops in New York aren't very nice to black people. On a good day. Um, yeah. Yeah. And this policy did directly result in black people getting beaten on film due to the overcrowded subway station, which people had their phones out already anyways, mm-hmm. and the new security cameras he spent money to install. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Cuomo wasn't good to begin with. <laughs> yeah. And these, uh, these sexual harassment allegations and lying about nursing home debts is just, uh, are just two more reasons why he should resign and he should not be in power anymore. And if you live in the state of New York, you can just ask him to resign. Yeah. Uh, he is your governor, you are his constituent. Just call up his office and tell him to resign. Or you can also talk to your state legislators and ask if they've called for his resignation yet. Really put pressure on every single uh, level of this system. Yeah. Um, If you don't want to see Governor Andrew Cuomo in power and he is um, in charge of your government, get him out. This is America. We should be allowed to get political leaders out who we don't like. Um, so let's do our best to, to do that. Um, if you're not in New York, um, you can uh, cyberbully him if you would like. Um, I, I enjoy tweeting about him. I don't, I don't like him, and I'm not afraid to say it. Um, but also pay attention to what your local leaders are doing. Pay attention to the stories being told about them. Um, and pay attention to what they're doing publicly versus what they're doing quietly, um, which is still usually public information. Like, the laws people are passing are public information, even if it's done quietly. Um, a lot of local leaders are doing good work. A lot of a lot of local leaders are working very hard to keep people safe during the pandemic. They're... Um, trying to help as many people as humanly possible, but also they could be doing not good work. They could be doing bad things, and it's important to pay attention to. Yeah, at the very least, I would say give them a Twitter follow, sign up for their email newsletter. They'll let you know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And they probably think what they're doing is good. Yeah. Sometimes it's not. But that's because we have varying ideas of what a good person is. Yeah, and and local leaders are very receptive 
to what their their community wants. So if you don't like what they're doing, you can call them. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on to some good news uh, this week. The COVID Relief Act, the American Rescue Plan we made an episode about last week passed the Senate. And if you want to learn more about what is in the bill, you can just go check out last week's episode. Yeah, this is great news. We talked so much about all of the good it could potentially do. And now, as long as Biden signs it into law, which I don't see why he wouldn't do, um, it'll pass. Or no, did he sign it already? So, no, no, there... Or wait. There's there's a slight difference between what the House bill says and what the Senate bill says. Mm -hmm. So now the House has to vote on it again. right. But it will probably pass. It'll probably pass. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's gonna go through a little bit more back and forth, but it passed the Senate. It got, it got the votes it needed. I'm pretty sure it was along party lines, but we still got the votes we needed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we can talk about how Republicans are completely unwilling to help their constituents, uh, with COVID relief with uh, ensuring that we're not all going to die mm-hmm. or providing for vaccination plans another time because this is the good news segment and we did it. We passed the bill. Yeah, it happened. Um, it's it's great. People are going to get some relief. Things Good things are going to happen because of this. Um, yeah, it's a good thing. Um I did add one more good thing, and this is, I don't know if I would call it, like, a good thing, but it's a good thing that it's happening, and that's the Amazon boycott that is starting as of recording today, March 7th, and is going to continue through the week till March 13th of 2021. Um, So this is uh, boycotting one of the largest companies in the world that has made a lot of money off of this pandemic and has not been treating their workers well. Um, And uh, if it's possible for you to not use Amazon this week, please don't. Um, Obviously, we are using the internet. We can't avoid using Amazon Web Services necessarily, but we can try to avoid using... um, We can try to avoid using Amazon Prime or uh, ordering things off of Amazon or going to Whole Foods if you have a Whole Foods in your area. Um, Do your best to avoid them. Um, And yeah, stand with the workers who are really being treated horribly by Amazon. Yeah. And um, this boycott is Mm -hmm. consumer-led, but it is in support of ongoing union efforts, and that's really important. I can go another week without ordering, like, a yeah. ring light, because I thought about it, and I was like, no, no, I get paid soon, <laughs> I'll just wait. And now I'm just gonna wait an extra six days, because this is not an essential yeah. item. And because I can go without it, I will go without it yeah, a little bit like, longer. We, I think we both understand that there are people who can only buy things off of Amazon because they either can't afford their necessities otherwise or because 
uh, necessities are inaccessible to them otherwise, whether they can't physically go to stores or if uh, there just aren't stores near them because um, massive corporations have taken over America and the small business just doesn't exist anymore. Um, but that's also why we should try to not use Amazon this week. Um, I don't think I will be streaming on Twitch this week uh, because of that. And um, I don't know, maybe I'll try YouTube for a minute. We'll see. Oh, man. Imagine Neurali making a YouTube oh, video. Yeah. I currently have... It's I'm I've editing heard... one. I need to cut it down. <laughs> It'll happen. I was I was exporting one when my power went out, so we're gonna see what happened to Ooh. that file after this. Good luck. <laughs> I saved before it went out. It's probably just have to redo the work yeah, that I already started. Crossed. But I, you know what? It's just the work that the computer has to do, not the work I have to do, and that's Perfect. what's important. Um, do you want to tell us our mango um, fact of the day? Yeah, our mango fact is also some good news. The National Mango Board, which for some reason we're not a part of yet, expects that the 2021 volumes of mango shipped to the United States will return to normal after interruptions last year due to the emergence of COVID-19. Yeah, mango season is just beginning, um, so I am excited to eat some good mangoes. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be so great. If you want to see all of the beautiful mangoes we eat, you could always find us online. You can find me at Katrina Ames on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitch. Where can we find you, Nerali? Uh, you can find me at Firewood Sparkler on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, except for this week. Um, and you can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash onyourleftpod if you want to uh, financially support us instead of buying from Amazon maybe maybe throw us a dollar or two we wouldn't be mad we would not be this has been the On Your Left podcast all about Governor Cuomo yeah hopefully he won't be governor anymore soon enough <laughs> Have a great week, everyone.